Blog Talk Radio.
you supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Got the south side right behind me, homie. And for me, that's plenty. Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy play the politics right then. Ever so gentle. Reach up and snatch that bread. Get the fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn, all I can be. I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was off of that cheese like a new year. It's a revolution, so everyone be crucial. I can never break, you will never see me do so. Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution. Got the light cause I will shine bright. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Feel the music, baby, it's a resolution. Pump the music, baby, it's a revolution. Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades got me dazing off and out of space. Working out my next chest move. A hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and pay dues Rob and say you rather die than shot shoes Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever fight, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shady Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Foo, Cannon Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Foo Clever, at clever, at clever. Uh, hey man, uh, stop with all that aggressive shit, man. I got you. Not this one. Yep. Yep. Greetings and salutations, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed but the age and the address I be And delivery, the sneakers and the strands of my weed So I guess I have changed into the man that you've seen Women want to drive me crazy, I don't hand them the keys Underground like the pipeline, past tense So here's a hit to raise my lifetime average They perpetrating cause the nighttime's lavish Sipping white wine for that high life status Limelight crashes I just write rhymes, fine lines, smashes From where flight time happened, I'm Jimmy Jammin' St. Paul, Minneapolis, I'll set a standard Second chance, the resurrection of Ed O'Bannon Eat you alive like Jonah in the whale Walk the road to success for the holiest of grails But for once in my life, I ain't rolling by myself Riding with animals like Noah when he sails Locally minded, into globally grinding Shalom <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah. Meta said I can't be on that, on that heart. Come on. <laughs> and it just so happened, I would end up to love me some rapping. Feeling so good just to create and be understood. But hold up, wait, that's not just what we having in. Wishing I could just take it back to win. When I was just practicing But these days chicks actressing Just forward to, to the fame To make associations to your name Backup man When did I become your backup plan? Come on 
Hands up like a sticker. You really need to find another victim. I'm what you think of doing with me. If you drink espresso, spitting fire, holding down his metro. Say my name, man, and hear it echo. Commonly referred to as special. Watch me do my thing, wet my ass with the game. Grab a hold of your soul and never let go. Music is what's supposed to keep people inspired, keep them seeing this invisible beauty of the mind and spirit. Spirit, that's what music is for. It didn't originate on this planet, it came from somewhere else. Gifts, they give gifts, gifts to this planet. The music can do things for you.
let's do this. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, Speaker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. We here on High Frequency Radio Network. We are once again welcome to the foundation. We understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to apply, excuse me, correct information correctly. We're going to get straight into the show. Got a great show lined up. Appreciate everybody for joining. I definitely want to start off by saying all praises, thanks, and honors due to the Creator and the ancestors. For without them, we would not be here. I want to say peace to Big Brother Yusuf L, HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com creator. Extraordinary, you know, just all around good brother, man. Working harder than anybody I've ever met. I lived in a brother's house. Well, I do. Every time I go to to the A, man, I got to stay with Yusuf. I feel like he would get offended if I didn't. If I got a hotel, he'd be like, why? And I ain't trying to offend the brother, but, you know, all around wonderful, cool, cool brother, man. Um, Smart brother, brilliant, brilliant, actually. And overall, you know, man of the people, man. So big up to big brother Yusuf L. Like I said, HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com. I want to invite you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. Just how it sounds. Just how it's spelled. Make sure you sign up for the email list. Definitely check out the PDF section. That's how you just download it. Just grab it. Snatch it up. You can make a donation, book a consultation. You can find the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. I want to start off by saying peace to all the listeners, you know, the live listeners, I see the callers. I appreciate the, you know, the live callers, the live listeners, um, all the live internet listeners. I'll be seeing the hits, but I can't, you know, I can't see who it is. It's not set up like that, but I definitely appreciate all the live internet listeners. <clears throat> Excuse me. Archive listeners, shout out, special shout out to the archive listeners. You know, numbers are big in the archives. I appreciate that. It's a humbling thing. I definitely want to shout out all the archive listeners that can't catch the show live. It doesn't matter. You get it. Got it. Podcast listeners, same goes for you. MP3 shares, all that stuff. Peace to everyone. Peace to all the trustees. You know, salute all those investing in their private education. Definitely want to say peace to anyone I've done business with in the private and anyone who has sent an email or well wishes or even a current event or otherwise added to the foundation. Definitely want to say peace. Thank you. You know, salute. I'm humbled. Let's jump into these current events. We just, just cracking. Got a few guys, you know, little more than. A few more than several. First and foremost, Reuters, Fed's Powell, an apparent dovish shift, says rates near neutral. This is big. This is, you know, they've been pushing these 
these interest rates up consistently, point by point, or you know, percentage point by percentage point, more specifically. And they've been on a path saying that you know they're going to keep going and keep keep moving towards them. A lot of people, including myself, you know, I'm like, you know, they're going to keep doing it. They can't. They're going to trigger some funny stuff if they keep it, because historically this is what happens. But you know, I was waiting to see. I didn't want to, you know. I wanted to wait and see. I'm realizing that people, you know, take what I say very, very seriously. So I'm being respectful of that. I didn't say anything about that. But bottom line is, this is this is the turn. This is a turn of the tide. They're basically um, shifting their tone, and more than likely aren't going to uh, up the rates a number like four or five more times. You know, the benchmark interest rate. Bottom line, Jerome Powell injected. Uh, investors with a strong dose of optimism today saying the central bank's policy rate is now just below estimates of the level that neither breaks nor boosts a healthy U.S. economy. Comments that many investors read as signaling the Fed's three-year tightening cycle is drawn to a close. Stocks and interest rate futures jumped even while economists wrestled to interpret whether Powell intended to send a message or was simply misunderstood. Now, these figures, these people, especially, you know, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, you know, and they have these Federal Open Market Committee policy meetings or, you know, whatever. What they say, and they know what they say is very significant, and it can, you know, move markets. What the president says publicly can move markets. What the newspapers say publicly can move markets. So I don't think these people in the public should be uh, getting the same treatment that we do with regards to, oh, maybe it was a misunderstanding. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. Now, your professionals um, dealing with policy, there should be very, very few, if any, misunderstandings on what they say. So, on their face, the comments were a reversal from early last month. And this is the reversal that we were looking for. Early last month, Powell said the key interest rate was probably still a long way, quote, from so called neutral level and that the Fed might even tighten policy beyond that level. That's, you know, stocks didn't like that. And uh, investors bet the U.S. Central Bank would need more rate hikes to prevent the economy from overheating. Possibly double shift in language today came as President Donald Trump stepped up attacks on power, criticizing the Fed's rate hikes as undercutting his economic and trade policies. Trump told the Washington Post uh, just Tuesday, he is not even a little bit happy with the Fed chief. So we're looking for them to back up on the increase in these rates. And if that happens, I think that's a big, a major indicator that, you know, there's an economic recession coming. I'll go so far as to say that we're in a recession right now, typically and historically. They don't declare a recession until five months after, I mean, six months after it started, because that's when the numbers come out from, you know, or three months, maybe three months. I don't know. I was going to be honest. Moving on. Uh, Reuters. Same spot, penny for your corn. Stingy trade war aid irks U.S. farmers. 
Federal economists have calculated that the nation's losses in corn, its largest crop by harvest and export volume. So corn is the largest largest crop by harvest and export volume in the United States. Amount to just a penny per bushel, a pittance farmers call absurd. That's in stark contrast to the substantial one point, I'm sorry, a dollar sixty-five per bushel. Government will pay for lost sales of soybeans. The crop hardest hit by retaliatory Chinese tariffs in a trade war launched by U.S. President Donald Trump. So basically they're saying that they're he's gonna uh, do subsidies for like one penny per, per bushel for corn with what's going on with corn in the trade wars where there was a dollar sixty five per bushel for soy, uh soybeans. And soybeans like sixty percent of the soybeans that are grown in the United States are exported to China. Sixty percent. So definitely that's an industry that's being hit hard, but still, you know, I mean other industries are being hit hard and I guess a one penny subsidy per bushel can you know can't be upset with that. I mean, you can be upset with that, but I mean, you know, is it better than nothing or is it a slap in the face? I'm not really sure. Moving forward, Washington Post. GM layoffs and plant shutdowns suggest U.S. economy may be starting to slow. Dank Trump's claim of an industrial renaissance. General Motors said Monday it will close five factories. This is big. General Motors is going to close five factories in the United States and lay off nearly 15,000 workers. So, you know, you know anybody that works in General Motors or something, you know, you'd like to share, you know, what, how they're talking about, definitely, you know, press one, we get to the question and the answer. But General Motors is going to close five factories and lay off nearly 15,000 workers in a move that shows the economy may be starting to slow. Um, and then President Trump's claim to be leading a renaissance for industrial America. The automaker said it would save $6 billion annually by thinning its salaried management ranks, dropping thousands of American and Canadian factory workers, and emphasizing the production of larger sport utility vehicles rather than sedans. GM's announcement sounded <clears throat> an incongruous note. I mean, otherwise, plentiful signs of U.S. economic health. You know, okay, whatever. The last six months have produced the economy's best back-to-back quarters in four years. The unemployment rate is near half. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you this. Oh, we're going to lay off uh, 15,000 workers, and we're going to close five factories, but the last six months have been have produced the, the economy's best back-to-back quarters in four years, and the unemployment rate is near half a century low. Yeah, okay. Automakers overhaul is a reminder that the economic expansion, which began in June 2009, already is the second longest since modern records began in 1854. The economists anticipate a recession anytime soon, but the annualized rate of auto sales has fallen by 1 million vehicles in September 2017, and data on retail sales, industrial production, and housing all suggest that economy is tiring. So this is where you use the word tiring. No. We're going to use it in the present sense, and we're not going to use it in the past sense. Now, the economy is getting is tired because we don't want to spook anyone. We want to spook markets. But that's what's going down. Y'all can check that out. This is on uh, what is this? The Washington Post. GM layoffs. They're gonna lay off like 50, almost fifteen thousand people. They're gonna close five factories. I mean, is that all the factories they got? 
no, you can't be all the facts. We say, God, but that's going to affect a lot of people. And here it comes, you know. It started in retail, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to go and start hitting other sectors. Now, you know, it's hitting auto, you know, it's hitting other, and plus you got these tariffs going on, so who knows? This stuff is, you know, Joker's wild. CNBC dollar drops as Fed's Powell says rates near neutral. Oh, and by the way, when GM announced that they were going to close those five uh, shops, those five plants, and lay off almost 15,000 workers, um, please believe that they stock went up. And if you don't believe me, you can check. But that's what's going on. Dollar drops as Fed's Powell says rates near neutral. CNBC, more of what we were talking about earlier, well, let's move on. CNBC, gold jumps from near two-week low after Powell says interest rates are just below neutral. Gold jumped. Oh. <clears throat> interest rates are still low by historical standards, and they remain just below the broad range of estimates of the level that would be neutral for the economy. That is, neither speeding up nor slowing down growth. What Jerome Powell told the Economic Club of New York. So let's see if they, they hike it next month. Let's see if they, they don't. Either way, um, I'd kind of be surprised if they didn't next month, but then, you know, the next one, they left it where it was. But I guess we just have to wait and see. Still on CNBC, oil falls 2.5% to 2018 low, settling at $50.29 a barrel. This is on rising U.S. stockpiles and OPEC uncertainty. Saudi Arabia says it will not cut oil output alone as OPEC and allies prepare to meet next week to discuss supply cuts. The Energy Information Administration reports U.S. crude inventories rose last week ahead of official government data. An outage at the largest U.K. North Sea oil field lends support to crude futures. Y'all can check that out. I mean, I don't know. Have y'all been seeing savings at the pump? pump? Over the last few months, like oil has dropped like, I want to say like between $10 and $20. I feel like there was a one point recently oil was $80, a little over $80. So I don't know. It dropped. Man, that's almost like 20-something percent, you know? You seen 20% savings at the pump? I'm not. Maybe some electric joints. Uh, what's the, what I want to do next? Okay, this is on CNBC.com. I found this interesting. Um, here's the first thing Bill Gates did with his money after making over $350 million from Microsoft's initial public offering. When Microsoft went public in March of 1986, co-founders Bill Gates and Paul Allen, two friends from high school who bonded over their mutual love for computer science, became multimillionaires. Um, Gates, then 30, remained was CEO and rose to prominence as one of the richest people in the United States. Shares he sold made him $1.6 million, and the 45% stake he retained gained a market value of $350 million. The young CEO celebrated his newfound wealth by making a very sensible decision. <clears throat> Excuse me. He paid off his mortgage. I found that interesting. Am I surprised? No. I mean, that dude was smart, but people get windfalls 
Most people get windfalls, get money, and you know, spend it. Usually going more into debt. You're smart when you get money, you get windfalls, and I mean, it ain't got to be millions. But when you're smart, you get money, you get windfalls, you pay off the debt you already have, or pay it down, whichever one you can do. I do want to say that I studied what Bill Gates did. He gifted his shares of Microsoft to his foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the you know, family foundation. Um, gifted all his Microsoft shares to his foundation. So the charitable... <laughs> A charitable donation, so he gets a charitable deduction, a deduction on his taxes, right? His individual taxes. If he did it, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I didn't pull his taxes, but I did pull this. He gifted all his shares, or most of his shares. I'm, I'm thinking it's all of it, though, if I remember correctly. To his tax exempt family foundation. And then he turned around after the shares were titled in the name of his family foundation, you know, officially, legally. He did the first or the only, up until that point, distribution, the largest distribution in Microsoft history, obviously, because there's been distribution since, but he did the largest, and there were before, I guess, but he did the largest distribution in the history of Microsoft, and all that money went into his private family foundation. And... You know, I, I did kind of digress a little bit, but, I, you know, I just wanted to go into that real quick. Uh, moving moving forward, new Volvo trucks, autonomous, semi-trucks. Volvo trucks, the world's second biggest heavy-duty truck maker behind Dahlman, unveiled its first all-electric driverless freight truck, dubbed Vera. Unlike any other semi-trucks concepts out there from Dahmer trucks, Tesla or California startup Thor, Volvo's Vera has no driver's cabin and looks like a semi-truck tractor pod or a flat Tesla S with space for just one drivetrain or just the drivetrain and the 300-kilowatt lithium-ion battery pack that gives it a range of up to 187 miles. This thing looks weird. Y'all should check this out. This is on Forbes.com. All you truck drivers, this autonomous stuff is coming. And it's going to be moved by, you know, the trucking industry because it's going to save them so much money. I hate to say it, but, you know, that stuff is real and it's coming. It's coming fast. and keep going. I'm almost finished here. This is weird. <clears throat> Quartz. Quartz.com. Q-U-A-R-T-Z. China. Gene-edited babies will push bioethics into a dark new era. This came out just two days ago, it looks like. A group of scientists in China claims that they have helped bring to life two genetically edited babies. The goal was to modify the twin girls' genes in order to prevent HIV infection and avoid AIDS. Scientists claims they were successful in this effort, according to reports in Associated Press and MIT Tech Review. The claims haven't been independently verified, but the researchers have really gone against internationally recognized voluntary guidelines and done what they say both Science and bioethics are now entering uncharted territory. The gene editing project was led by, man, He Jiankui, 
sorry, a researcher at the Southern University of Science and Technology in Shenzhen. Uh, the twin girls named Lulu and Nana were born to Mark and Grace, who are part of a clinical trial involving seven couples. The men in the trials are all HIV positive, but women are not. Couples underwent in vitro fertilization, in which a sperm is injected into an egg, a petri dish, and then a few days later, a living embryo is planted into a mother's womb. In this case, however, there was a small tweak after the sperm cell was injected into the egg. Her team injected CRISPR CAS9, a genetic tool that can precisely target and cut specific gene among 20,000 human genes. In this case, the target was CCR5 gene. CCR5 gene is responsible for producing the protein that HIV uses to latch on, enter, and infect a human immune cell. If the CCR5 gene were mutated, the logic goes the HIV virus would not be able to infect, and thus the mutation would confer resistance to the disease. Okay, so check this out. Um, number one, the Always be on the lookout for the, you know, the sleight of hand. Or, you know, we're looking to create HIV or help HIV resistance. You're going to be immune to, to AIDS. Okay, that sounds cool. What you're going to do? We're going to modify your gene. You mean like my DNA? Yes. Hold on, man. That's number one. Or number two, I, I've lost count because this is crazy. But look, I'm not going to get into the ethics of this because, you know, I don't, you know, hey, why? What I will say is that this is happening right now. Right now, this is what's going on. They already, they already they did it. Okay? They did it. They got, you know, genetically modified babies, and they're going to go farther. You know, you're going to be able to, you know, buy your baby. You're going to be able to, you know, buy a baby. You're going to be able to pick the color, skin color. You're going to be able to mark my words. Either on the, on the over market or on the black market, this is going to happen. You're going to be able to pick the skin color, pick the eye color, pick the hair color, pick the hair texture, pick the height, pick the overall weight, pick if they're going to be smart, if they're going to be genius, if they're going to be, you know, go do very well in music and so on and so forth. And imagine, imagine, man, I mean, people have mental breakdowns when they find out they're adopted, let alone if they find out they're test tube baby, pretty much. Like, we edited your genes. And then what are the, what are the implications for that in multiple, multiple, when you think of multiple generations? Like, what are the implications of, you know, gene editing when it comes to, you know, six generations down the line? Like, we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea like, what's going on. We can definitely, I mean, just, just watch out. That's what I'm saying. Be aware. And beware. Uh, China, this is interesting. What is this? Kaixing Global. So this is Chinese, but it's English, man. So I don't know, man. But it's funny to me. But it's, it's weird. So, you know, China, they got the, uh, you know, they got the, the most, what is it? They got cameras everywhere, man. Um, that's all I'm saying. Like, there's cameras everywhere, and they'd be writing people tickets. You run the red light, you write tickets. They get you tickets, and they got a, a credit score attached to your, uh, you know, your social score. So if you don't agree with certain policies or whatnot, you know, 
Maybe you can't ride public transportation. You can't go to certain parts of the city. You can't fly out of the country, so on and so forth. It's like the social score. But check this. Artificial intelligence mistakes bus side advertisement for famous CEO and charges her with jaywalking. Crazy, huh? Cities across China have debuted crime-finding facial recognition technology to much fanfare over the past year. But some of these jaywalker-busting devices aren't as impressive as they seem. A facial recognition system in the city of Ningbo caught Dong Mingzu, the chair of appliance-making giant Gree Electric, running a red light. Only turned out not to be Dong, but rather an advertisement featuring her face on the side of a bus, is what local police say. Police say they've upgraded their technology to avoid issues like this in the future. The real dog, meanwhile, is embroiled in drama with the electric vehicle company. So, this is where this stuff is going. So this, this, this technology is just going to proliferate for everyone who has, for those who have ears. This is on sciencemag.org. Ancient DNA confirms Native Americans' deep roots in North and South America. For decades, scientists could describe the people, the people, wow, that's a word, of the Americas only in broad strokes, leaving plenty of mysteries about when and how people spread across the continent. Now, state-of-the-art ancient DNA methods applied to scores of new samples from around the Americas are filling in the picture. Two independent studies published in Cell and online in Science find that ancient populations expanded rapidly across America 13 thousand years ago. They also emphasize that the story continued in the thousands of years since, revealing previously undocumented large-scale movements between North and South America. Have you heard that? Have you enjoyed that? That's that's the current events. I think that's it. Just like it's it. So, you know, let's, uh, let's move forward. Welcome to the foundation. Appreciate you hanging out for current events. I just want to keep y'all informed, really. You know, I don't, I don't particularly like reading news articles, but you know, I definitely look for the stuff that I think is pertinent to us, to you know, to me, minds, and y'all as you know, minds. And you know, those are it. You know, these things are happening. Things are you know speeding up with regards to you know the economy, you know tapering off, or you know these different words that people use. I mean, we're in a recession. I'm, I'm gonna just go on the record and say. And, you know, it's gonna, nothing's going to happen, but it's just going to get worse and worse. Um, there's, a, there's a global shift going on. Um, China is moving from a manufacturing-based um, society to a debt-based society, a consumer-based society. Um, a lot of debts are being called in for the Americas. You know, stock market correction, really you know, technical, technical bear market numbers, what's going on across the industry. And, you know, things are just... Really in flux. Bitcoin is getting smashed. You know, any anything that was valuable at one point in time is potentially not valuable or definitely less valuable than it was right now. And you know, as this thing speeds up, you got politicians talking about you know uh, economic uh, bailout systems like universal basic income or universal basic allowance. Uh, we've got trade wars going on. You got policy being moved forward at the International Monetary Fund. And, you know, there's a lot going on. And 
you know, I can't even keep up with all of it, but you know, the stuff that I do keep up with, I definitely try to bring it to the people. And that's you know, part of what I bring to the current events and the foundation. But moving forward, nine eight numbers, jurisdiction. And substance. Once again, I want to welcome you to the foundation. I'm your host, So L. So I guess I'm, a ju- I'm just going to jump into this. You know, nine eight numbers, jurisdiction and substance. I feel like there's there's a lot of misinformation being put out. I, I do consultations, and people are listening to other people who are talking, who are mixing stuff with this other stuff that's not true or half understood. And there's, you got to understand, there's very few people who actually have not only the drive but the the, the, the want to study law. Study jurisprudence. Study venue. You know, study these different types of subjects. Go to the law library. Read these things. Purchase books. Um, and what have you. A lot of people like to listen to stuff. We live in the age of audiobooks. People don't read. They listen to the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they listen to it, they download it on the, you know, and I mean, you know, not to say anything about people who listen to things. I mean, you listen to podcasts and there's different ways of bringing things in uh, as far as knowledge, but people don't read and there's not really any audio books or anything of people, you know, reading law. That's why I respect what Yusuf's doing because Yusuf is putting a lot of um, audio out, you know, right now. And he's doing a lot of work on audio. And, you know, Putting stuff together so not only people can listen to it in their cars, but people, you know, from our brothers and sisters that locked up, they can check it out too. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, most law, all law, which is significant, you're going to find it in law books. And a lot of people don't sit down and read these things. Or people listen to someone who read it and then, you know, they hear it in their own way and then they repeat it and it, gets, it starts to get jumbled. So what I'm saying is, I don't know, you know, back in school, we played the game, you know, uh, telephone. It's where, we, you know, we all got in line, you know, in school. And, you know, the teacher would say something to the first person. And then they would whisper it into the ear of the next person. And then they would whisper it to the ear of the next person. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, the teacher wrote down, you know what I'm saying, what she said. Or he said, you know what I mean? And by the time whatever the teacher said gets around to the last person, it's so messed up, it's so weird. A lot of times it's not even close to what, you know, the original sentence was. You know what I'm saying? Like, today is Tuesday and we're going swimming at the park. And, you know, they whisper it around and stuff like that. And by the time, you know, it gets back on Tuesday, we, we were winning after dark or, you know, something weird. And it was always a big funny thing, you know. Everybody laughed, but, you know, I remember that, and I, I, I realized something from that. I paid attention to that. We should pay attention to this. People listen to other people, man. And then they regurgitate and repeat, because when they heard it, it sounded cool. Oh, man, that sounds cool. You sound, you sound smart right there. So I'm going to repeat that so I can sound how he sounds to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, automatically assume that everybody has a, your interpretation of what smart is and how people, how you interpret and look at other people, that's how everybody else... It's weird, first and foremost, but people repeat 
you got a lot of people out here repeating stuff that someone else said. Or just not checking out and doing the knowledge of what's being told to them. So I just want to do the show. Nine eight numbers, jurisdiction and substance. I want, I want to get it out here. First and foremost, I want to touch on my nine eight numbers. You know, the magical, you know, sprinkles and glitter, and 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 lights. I'm serious, man. And chalk and fireworks. The nine eight number. Boom. This is like the most misunderstood part. Like, I, and I and I, you know, I got it and I put it in the trust. And, you know, I put the LLC in the trust. I've heard so many different things. And I'm like, oh, man, come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then, you know, brother so-and-so, I'm listen- I was listening to so-and-so. They show, and then I just be like, ah, oh, because, you know, I hear, the- I hear her they talking about, and I already know where they're at. But it sounds good, you know. Like, these guys sound good because they're speaking on a level that we don't understand yet. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and I get it. I understand. But my- this is what I do to combat it. Like, number one, nine eight number, nine eight number. First of all, what a nine eight number is specifically is a foreign designated EIN that's issued by the Philadelphia campus of the IRS. Designates a foreign entity, an entity that does not owe its existence to the United States or a state within the United States. It's not created by legislation, therefore it's not governed by legislation. It's some sort of entity. It is a trust. All right. Can't put an LLC in a trust. What you can do is title the shares of the LLC in the trust. That's what you can do. Let's get specific. Let's talk about that. I'm gonna say it again. You can never put an LLC or any public entity in a trust. You can put or place or title specific shares or member shares corporate shares of the entity, the public entity in the trust, in the name of the trust. Because it was like, oh, you know, I never put, I didn't put the car in me, I put the car in my name, okay? So you didn't put it in the trust, you put it in the name of the trust. You title it in the name of the trust. Nine, eight number is, it, it identifies a foreign entity. What is the foreign entity, the trust? Where is the governing instrument? What? Where is the governing instrument? What? Where is the trust indenture? Uh, but I'm not, but, um, but I'm foreign. I, I got the WA pin. Like, no, no. The 98 number coincides with the trust indenture. Hands down. If you don't have a trust indenture, you have a 98 number, and you know, I got people, you know, oh, I, I got the 98 number, but it was in my name. Okay, so you, you told them you had a trust, and you said the name of your trust was also the name that you use in commerce. Yeah, and then I got my job, and I gave them the 98 number, and they took it, all right? I believe you. I don't know what's going to happen. The job's going to take it because it fulfills a requirement with the job, but when they report it and and do all this stuff at the end, unless you've given them specific notices that according to contract or treaty must be recognized, I don't really know what's going on because this is commerce. A 98 number coincides with a trust indenture. You have to have a trust indenture. It's a contract. Why is it formed? Because it's a contract. It's not a legislative entity. It's not a, you know, it is a legal person, but it does not owe its existence to legislation. Therefore, it is not governed by legislation. It was not created by the permission 
or grant or license of the legislature. State legislature, federal legislature, I don't care. It doesn't matter. That's why it's formed. That's the bottom line. All this other stuff, it's, um, um, you know, sprinkling glitters, man. It's, you know, they, they throw in, oh, and, it, and it upsets me, man, because, you know, it wastes my it wastes my people's time. And then, you know, but it's cool. It's cool. So I'm, I'm going to keep going, though. So check this out. If you don't have a trust indenture and you have a 9A number, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get an indenture. How rugged the indenture is, you'll see if you're ever audited by the IRS or if anyone or any person attempts to bring in action against your trust. That's, that's when you'll see how rugged your indenture is. You know, if you've got a template on, online, off Google, you know what I'm saying, some PDF, and you threw some language in there, someone, you paid someone you know, a couple hundred bucks, I don't know. You know? Would you see how rugged your trust indenture is, your governing instrument is when it's challenged. Uh, until then, you'll never really, really, really know. Unless you get specific trustee training by someone who is trained in the administration of trust specifically, the administration of private entities, because it's not, you know, there's more than just trust. There's foundations, there's estates, even private corporations. How do you want to do it, you know what I mean? But ultimately, it, it devolves and revolves around the contract. So, I guess I guess that's it, man. You know, not in I mean, I don't know. You know, some people can say what they want, you know what I mean? And I have specific experience in what I have experience in. But the bottom line is, is, That's why when you get the paperwork for the 9A number, if you wrote it down, you gave them some bogus name, you know what I'm saying, and then you called them, gave them a bogus name, and gave them a bogus address, and you, you know, wrote down the EIN or whatever, but you never got the paperwork, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you got the EIN paperwork that they sent you in the mail or sent in the mail, if you got it, you can see after the name that you gave them, they put TR. PR designates trust. It's a trust. So where's a trust indenture? It's just like uh, EIN trust indenture. Well, that ain't number trust indenture. This one's going to say EIN. EIN trust indenture. LLC. EIN articles of organization. Individual <laughs> social security number birth certificate. Corporation, EIN, Articles of Incorporation. Nonprofit, if it's a corporation, they'll have the same thing. But you need a governing instrument or a certificate that is drafted by an, an entity that governs the entity, <clears throat> birth certificate. Or some sort of certificate of incorporation from, you know, a state a state authority. These things go hand in hand. Just the number don't do it. It's misappropriately applying the number to, quote, yourself without governing instrument automatic, automatically. If there's no governance of the trust, if your trust is challenged and it comes back sham or or or, or lack of substance or however, you know, what, 
then if they're nice, if they're nice to you, they're going to draw off the statute laws, the state laws, the legislative laws for trust. But they're probably going to be nice. They're just going to be like, all this is taxed to the individual. It's a disregarded entity. All this, you got back taxes old now, you got penalties, you got fees, and it's going to keep accruing starting now. But I had to, but, but I'm, I'm private. But I was, uh, uh, but I did the, uh. It doesn't matter. I was tired of seeing people get in trouble. I've seen indictments, papers. I've seen people, look, man, this is not a game. This is not a game. I do things a certain way because I understand this is not a game. This is their realm. Jurisdiction, as we're talking about realm. Bottom line, I don't care what you're talking about. The United States is located in Washington, D.C. That's a UCC 93. Uh, hold on, I got this right here. <clears throat> I'm, the, I'm the type of brother, you know, I printed out. I found the UCC because it's baked in the, to the statutes of every state. I found the UCC in my state statutes, and I printed them off. So let me see. And it's a lot. It's really thick. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know it was this thick when I printed them off. Location of the United States. So this is UCC 9-307. H, location of the United States. The United States is located in the District of Columbia. That's location, the physical location, geographical location of the United States. I mean, let's, and let's bust that down. The United States is square, 10 square miles, you know, whatever, roughly, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, Guam, Samoan Islands, um, and other, you know, insular possessions, which include, you know, other territories or whatever. But an insular possession is anything that's flying a United States flag above the property. Did you know that? And an insular possession is any, uh, quote, person that uses a zip code. Um, any any property that has a you know the numbers the house numbers you know forty four eighty four on your property on your house mm. that you know that can be you know assumed and presumed to be an insular possession in the United States. So the United States you know if they have their own insular possession they have a geographic boundary that's overlaid on the actual states that's what you need to understand. That's jurisdiction in the public is not a game. In the public, especially when you start getting uh, a following, I've, I've seen and witnessed, been a part of uh, experience. What is it? Lessons and being a public figure and understanding how to not only carry myself but also speak. Okay, and you got to understand, people in the public, especially people who are trained to be in the public, they speak twice. They speak double. You know what I'm saying? And people who are, you know, very watch out for the person who doesn't really answer a question. Like, uh, for example, let me see. Uh, you ask them a straight-up question, like, where were you last night? And they, they say, I was here, here, here. And you'd be like, oh, but be, be careful. Like, ask them, Did you, where else were you? They'll tell you like three places, and then they'll leave the other place out, the one that you probably want to know about. But they'll leave that one out. And technically, they're not lying, but you know they're not telling you everything either. And people feel like that. Feel like they can, you know, sidestep karma as far as like lying or whatever if they just don't tell you. Some people say it's lying by not, by omitting. I think that's subjective. It's up to everybody, you know, whatever. That's why it's important when you're dealing with someone. You all got to sit down and agree. 
on how you're interacting, how you see the world, so on and so forth. Otherwise, you shouldn't be dealing with people. You should be doing business with people. I think people deal with people that they shouldn't be dealing with all the time. But back to jurisdiction and you, right? You be careful in that venue. When you go out there in the public, you are in the public. Ain't your house, ain't your crib, ain't none of that stuff. And depending on what you're doing, they're going to come, come holler at you. They're definitely going to come and holler at you. Whether it's about taxes, whether it's about your behavior, whether it's about um, your lack of maintenance, whatever it is. And this, this boils down to jurisdiction, license plate on the car, jurisdiction. That's why I got people out there trying to make their own license plates. <clears throat> um, driver's license from the state, jurisdiction. Like I said, numbers on, the, on your property, jurisdiction. Using the zip code, jurisdiction. Having an EIN, even if it's a 9-8, and not having uh, a governing instrument that invokes a separate in superior jurisdiction to the public venue. Jurisdiction. And you got to be careful. Those out here, these people out here, look, Hollywood, Hollywood, okay? Let me me break it down. Hollywood. uh, They used to make, they're talking about, these people made wands from wood from the Hollywood tree. They, they created this whole thing. Even YouTube, uh, Twitter, they're talking about equal rights and not even equal rights, but uh, freedom of speech. And freedom of speech on a platform that's owned by a company. They, they rule that. That's, the, that's their, their kingdom. You, know, you log into Twitter, ain't no free speech unless they say there is. Ain't no free speech on Facebook unless they say there is. PayPal can shut down anybody and not, you know, accept their payments. Like this is, this is, they, how they do their thing, then this corporation is their jurisdiction, and the only thing that has jurisdiction over these corporations or these entities is, you know, the government, the United States. You got to look at these corporations as being extensions of the government because they draw their existence from their right of existence from the government. They're mandated by the government. They're straight up governed. Pass the legislation, your whole LLC is going to be different. You might have to restructure. This is why we don't deal with public entities, those who know. We deal with private entities in limited, limitedly, limitedly. Is that a word? We deal with public entities in a very limited spectrum. And that's the, that's the way it's keep, that's the way we keep it, and that's the way it is. All this, oh, capturing the straw man, and oh, put the, put the, Put the debtor in the, tr- in the private trust. And I don't get that. That's I, I, co-mingling, like one-on-one. How could it not be that? I mean, what? I mean, one-on-one. I don't understand how that makes sense. John, you know, I mean, I'm gonna get to the, you know, the, the trust number and the estate number, and I'm, I'm a tr- what? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. When it comes to you know setting up a treasury account so you can draw down funds from the treasury bond, I, I, that makes sense to me. But like people, my man said he was going to put the, the debtor, the straw man, in his private trust. And it just did. And I'm not trying to insult anyone's intelligence. But to me, it sounds like that you are repeating something you heard who's repeating something they heard. 
when it boils down to studying, I know we said we don't have time to study. A lot of us don't have time to study. A lot of us don't have time to read this stuff. Jobs, children, you know, parents. So there's other people that are doing these studies, and we put too much faith and trust in these other people who are talking, who are running their mouth. They can't cite a citation, and you don't feel comfortable enough questioning them, and you shouldn't be talking to them. You shouldn't be listening to them. I'm serious, because this stuff can get you trouble. Like, listen, if you don't understand jurisdiction, if you don't understand, you might have a private trust, but when you open a bank account with that private trust, the relationship between the trust and the bank is adjudicated in the public. If the bank brings, brings an action against the trust, you cannot move for dismissal for lack of standing. There's a contract at issue. And what's the contract? Who are the parties of the contract? The trust and the bank. That's, so that, because the party, one of the parties of the contract is United States citizens, because corporations are U.S. citizens, now that contract is under the jurisdiction of the United States. If you don't know that, you're going to have problems. You're going to court, trying to say something, moving for something, they're going to, they're going to dismiss what you said and and run over you, and it's going to the proceeding is going to proceed further in, a, in a, a completely different way than you planned it to proceed. And then you got to scramble catching up because I because I listen to Bobo Fufu, El Bay Ali over there, and you come back and you'd be like, oh, so and so's a fraud or whatever. But it's too late. You're you're already affected. Who's out here selling books? And I got this books by my book. Man, look, man. There are actions that you take as a trustee and um, particular contracts that will be adjudicated in the commercial venue because those contracts are, there are parties in that contract that draw and establish minimum contacts with the public. My man was like, with the bank, but it's a but it's a private foreign trust because of something with the check or something. And it was so confused. I'm trying to tell him like, fam, the relationship between the trust and the bank is in the public venue. That is in the public jurisdiction. But now I mean, but it's foreign. Don't I move it? To, don't I remove it to an Article Three court? You cannot do that. You open in the bank account in the name of the trust gives that bank status and standing to bring an action against the trust. That's how it breaks down. That's how it plays out. Everything is in the public, from dirt. You can buy dirt. You can you, you can exchange. Federal Reserve notes for dirt, wood, gold, chrome, steel, houses, food, everything is in the public. And we definitely, we definitely, this public machine was created to draw value from the private to the public so the few who had knowledge about this public machine can draw that energy and value out of the public 
those private families that understand this stuff. That understanding comes from a foundation, and that foundation is in trust. The foundation is trust. Understand that you're going to make some mistakes as you administer your private estate. You want to minimize the risk. That's why if you have multiple vehicles, you put those vehicles each in its own separate trust. Just in case, you want to minimize risk across the board as much as possible. There's nothing we cannot um, prepare for everything, but we can prepare for everything we can think of. But things are going to happen. We're going to have to think on our feet as trustees. We're going to have to get in there. And sometimes we just have to freestyle. And, you know, if it's a win-win, cool. If you lose, critique the performance. That's to not repeat the same mistakes and move on. But I don't care if you got a 9-8 number. That in and of itself does not prevent the public from gaining jurisdiction. The IRS, the bank, the state of, so on and so forth. I don't care if you have a trust indenture, a governing instrument. I've never read it. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't know the substance of it. You could say it's a private trust, but it could have some specific things. Maybe it states a statute or a code or says something that brings it under the public uh, domain, the public jurisdiction. Like, yo, 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 yo. You might want to take that out before you ever, you know, any action may befall you as a trust administrator. Because that right there, that gives the state jurisdiction. And if, if you're not studied, and you don't have time to study, because a lot of us don't have time to study, and the person you're listening to or, 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 or you know, being mentored by, whether it's their YouTube channel or whatever, they're not studying, that presents a very specific and intrinsic problem. Because ultimately, we're not going to know. You're ultimately not going to know until it's too late or until you know. If it's too late, oh, I got to trust, man, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Let me put this in the record. And, you know, y'all got to back up. And, and they're like, no, blah, blah, blah. and it just railroads you. You're like, man, what happened, man? And, then, you know, sometimes it takes you to study more, then you got to look back and see what happened. Like, oh, that's what happened. Dang. Or you can be, you know, be on point. And we're like, okay, we put this in the record, blah, 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 and they move, you know, we move forward, you know, to dismiss it. Just dismiss this, you know, without prejudice. You'd be like, aha, yeah, 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 I had, I had my stuff in order. You don't know until, it's, you know, it's too late. It's too late to prepare. It's too late to, to fix it. That's the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. Avoidance is you set your affairs up ahead of time to minimize, reduce, or flat out negate any tax obligation. Ahead of time, that's how you operated the whole time. That's how the entities operated. It's been, it's been like that. Where evasion is, you've been operating like, you know, a sole proprietor, but then at the last minute or when they try to audit you or when they try to give you, you know, you do your taxes and they come back and say, no, nah, no, nah, you actually owe this. And you're like, well, no, nah. and they say, well, we'll say this. And you, you got to substantiate. And you try to, you try to run to substantiate the stuff. 
and make something actually what it isn't. That's evasion. You're done, son. They will come get you. You will do federal time. I don't know if you study. The only person I know that got themselves out of you know, prison is Yusuf. Everyone else, you're a sovereign citizen, you're some wacko. Getting tased or something. And this is real. We're talking about our energy. We're talking about our property. We're talking about our errors. We're talking about our assets. The substance must be there. The governing instrument must be there, and it must be tight. And hopefully you're not showing them the indenture when you go open a bank account. It should be not. There should not be the full indenture. But if you don't know that, and you don't know how to show them portions of the indenture that makes sense enough for them to open the account without seeing the full thing out, how do you truly find out? Someone would do the YouTube, you know, slick politician, double-edged sword answers. If I if I had one tenth of an ounce of silver for every time someone told me in a consultation that they wished they would have met me first, I w- so I wish I'd I'd have known about you three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, six months ago, before I blink. Before I insert whatever. Because then I wouldn't be in this situation. A lot of times we are in a dire situation. And in haste, in panic, in desperation, you know, we reach on to something. And it puts us in even a worse situation. Just when you thought we thought it could get no worse, it does. Had some trustees, uh, some clients, some local clients, man. They were, you know, older, like for real older, like in their late 60s, early 70s or something. One of trustee training stuff, you know, whatever. So, you know, out of respect, you know, I went to their house uh, once a week, like every Tuesday or something like that. I went to their house. But, like, they would not let me do the training. And I said, I, I said multiple times, I was like, if you don't let me go through the training and the structure, there's going to be a misunderstanding that could have been prevented. Or, you know, something's going to happen, and I, I really just want to go through the curriculum. They would not let me go to the, through the curriculum. They just wouldn't. And, I'm, you know, I want to be, you know, they're elders, man, so I'm not going to just yell at them or something. I wouldn't yell at nobody, but I didn't want to be firm. I wasn't going to be firm. And, you know, every time I went over there, they was asking questions, they'd ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Wouldn't let me get into the curriculum. Then, you know, they started you know, being busy and, you know, can we – Scheduled for next week or next Thursday, where they got real sporadic and stuff. They didn't take it seriously, bottom line. And then, you know, something about a retirement account, uh, a retirement income, and a retirement account. And um, I didn't tell them, I didn't tell them to do that. Uh, they did some stuff that I did not tell them to do. Let me just say it like that. When the IRS sent them a letter, when they got the letter, you know, or whatever happened, they're calling me, you know, frantic. 
almost upset, kind of blaming me. You know what I mean? I had to like actually draw it out. Like, listen, man, this is what happened. I said multiple times, let me go to the curriculum. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. Did we ever really go through the curriculum? Uh, uh, I don't think so. How many times did y'all reschedule on? And then did you ever talk to me about that before you actually did it? Well, no. But we're looking at, you know, $20,000. That's going to ruin us. man. Look, man, what do you want me to do? I did not tell you to do that, fam. Who told you to do that? Oh, I was listening to so-and-so. Man, listen. And it makes me feel a certain way when people are in a situation and I can't help them. Like, if you're a parent, you understand what I'm saying? Your child's sick and there's just nothing you can do and they're just in pain and agony. They got a fever or something and there's just nothing you can do, man. You just want to go. If you can find the sickness and beat it up, you do it, you do it in a second, but there's just nothing you can do. Like, that helpless feeling. That's how I feel when people come at me and there's nothing I can do for them and they're really in a situation. I just don't want that to happen to y'all. The substance of the, of, the, of the trust must be there. The substance of the transactions, the purchases. If you purchase the item, let's just call it an item, I don't care what it is, with the trust check or assets or bank card or whatever you need to title the item in the name of the trust and that could just be as simply as you know, putting it on a schedule A or the schedule B for the trust indenture but that substance this is yours sir this is yours well sir I have a, a schedule A dated such and such date that clearly shows that this belongs to the trust, my good man. It takes a lot of the fear out of what you're going through. It takes a lot of the uncertainty out of any type of action that may have come against, you know, that you know, what you're administering. Having that solid, substantial trust indenture and that solid education behind it. That you know that no matter what, you're gonna be all right. I'm gonna be all right. My state's gonna be all right. This is gonna be this is gonna be fabulous. This stuff changes your life, man. Listen to me. This will change your life. If you listen to me, you get in trusty training and you listen to me, it might hurt a little bit. At first. I can almost guarantee it's gonna hurt a little bit at first. But it will change your life. That's why, man, that's why do you think I do the foundation? Why do you think I named the Shutter Foundation? Why am I even on a high frequency? Because this was, this changed my life. It changed my life. I want to share it. I'm like, oh, man, look, look. And, you know, ah, you know how people are. Ah, okay, get away from me. Clown. Weirdo. Look at that guy excited for nothing. Look, he's stupid. What a clown. What an idiot. <laughs> I'm cool. Talking about this guy, look, look, I'm trying to tell y'all, like, look, it's gonna sting at first, but it will change your life. The information that I learned changed my life. How else can I say it? It changed other people's lives. People listen to half of what I say. And they're like, hey, you know, I just did that. Hey, uh. 
to change my life. You know, I called the insurance, the, the life, life insurance company and asked them how much cash value they had that, that was in the life insurance policy. And, it, you know, those contributions are tax deductible. So it's a tax deduction. At the very least, it's a minimization of taxes. And if it's titled into a, a foundation, that's tax exempt. Oh, my God. You, you want to start laughing? You want me to tell you something that will blow your mind? You won't believe me? You make more money giving it away than you do keeping it with the proper structure. Make more money giving it away than you, you do keeping it. Earn interest on just buying stuff that you have every single day. It's a toothpaste. You make money on buying toothpaste. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, fractions of pennies, you know, or maybe just pennies, maybe, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's money, though. How? It's kind of elaborate. But ultimately, you know, if you got money and you put it in a place that earns interest, <laughs> and then that place allows you to borrow against the money at just a little bit higher interest than what the money's earning, plus, where you put the money in the first place, when you borrow it, when you take the money out, it pretends like you didn't take any money out and you're still making interest on the initial. They use that money to pay down debts and you use that money to, you know, buy groceries and stuff. So your cash, like the money that you are making, your income, all of it's really going to this instrument. And you're, you're pulling the money out to live, to pay bills, to buy groceries, to do all these things, pay down debt. You make more money giving away than you do keeping it. Especially if, you know, this instrument is titled in a nonprofit private family foundation, which is a contract. Tax shelter. He get, Bill Gates gifted his Microsoft shares, shares to his private family foundation and turned around to the largest distribution in Microsoft history. <laughs> You get the evil laugh. I swear, one time I heard Robert Kiyosaki talking on some uh, interview or something. It was uh, He was on the phone. He must have called us to some show or something. And he was laughing. And I swear, his laugh sounded evil. Like, man, it ain't evil. But he knew, he, he just knew something that most people didn't know. And he was laughing like that. And I feel like now I laugh like that kind of. Not like I'm trying to be like him, but I, you know how I just laugh right there? <laughs> I mean... Because it's so stupid. It's like, what? Even if you have a job, man, you can donate up to 30% of your gross annual income and receive a charitable deduction on your individual tax return every single year. 30%. What does that do? It lowers your tax bracket. But if you made, let's say you made $30,000, dollars $30, $30, 30% of $30,000 is Nine G's. So now you only quote made twenty one thousand dollars. So that's what that's what's taxable now. You only have twenty one thousand dollars in taxable income because you donated nine thousand dollars to your own private family foundation, which you still control the money because. <laughs> And now you reduce your taxable income by nine thousand dollars, thirty thousand to uh, twenty-one thousand, and you're going to get a charitable deduction. That's a, that's an employee. That's not 
keep working. That's why I'd be like, man, if you got a job, man, hey, some people have jobs. You, you might be really good at your job. You, you might get great enjoyment out of your job. It happens. There's wealthy families. They have their children. They they they, they work jobs. Some of them are you know surgeons or you know traders or I don't even know, man. Whatever they want to be, you know. But you know a lot of that stuff you know has to do with the job. But I, I guarantee you, they donate thirty percent of their gross annual income to their own private family foundation. And the foundation can turn around and offer that as a loan to the family trust <laughs> or as a loan to the business trust, and it's legal. It's completely legal, man. And then now you want to talk about uh, life insurance policies and cash values and, and private placement accounts and endowments and stuff. I mean, this stuff is attainable now. Now you, now you sit back and be like, man, what the – man. I swear, one time I was sitting on a friend of mine's couch and literally freaked out. I was like, man, I know some serious information. This stuff could probably get me hurt and really kind of maybe had a panic attack. It just it just hit me what I'm dealing with, what I know, what I what I picked up. I kinda got off the subject, but that's in a nutshell, I mean if you can catch it, man, download the archive and, and listen to what I just said, like over and over again. Cause I basically just broke down the structure that the rich do. It's the same structure that, you know, if you're private, you're taking part in. It's not hard. Life insurance premium, so you know the premiums of the life insurance is an expense to write off. <laughs> so you're writing off cash value that you got later. Man, look, I ain't, you, you got to find a good mentor. You got to find a mentor who knows is doing and can show you. Can substantiate what they're talking about. That's why I, you know I offer trustee training. You hit me up, add me in at welcome to the foundation.com. Just let me know. This is an offer. Ain't no sale. No sell. It's an offer. You can accept. And then there's performance consideration. I perform. I offer and then perform upon acceptance. <laughs> I'm in a good mood, y'all. Do I just? <laughs> I called and asked what the cash value was in the policy, man. I couldn't really believe what I heard, man. What? Then I, I just added to my savings. So, like, yo, I got, this is how much I got. You know, this is how much, you know, cash, like liquid liquid bread that I have saved up. It's, you know, and I, you know, my state, obviously. But it's like, you know, things were way different five, six, seven, uh, six, seven years ago. Things were way different. Not necessarily monetarily, because, you know, that was different. But it's like, where was it going? Where does the money go? Where does it go? Ask yourself that. Where does it go? We can all make money. Can you keep it? Do you know how to keep it? Legally. Do you know how to make it work? Because to me, that's what it's all about. Where does the money go? Even if you know what to do with it, you know how to keep it, it's still gone. That's what it's for. It's for it to be bounced. 
But with these proper structures, it's not, you know, going private is just the first step. Getting properly structured is the first step. Now you're, you're in a whole different world, and you have so many different options open to you and your estate in regards to how you want to build the multi-generational wealth of your family. That's powerful. You got to be one of those people that, you know, aren't jealous of your family. Your, you know, your daughter, your son, your cousin, your sister, your aunt, your brother, whatever. You got to be one of those people that aren't jealous. You don't get jealous of your family or what they got because your next generation is going to get more out of these, this estate that you set up than you are. And so on and so forth. But that's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to build every generation. Every time Cadillac puts out a car, it's better than the last one, right? When an apple falls from the tree and takes root, one of those seeds take root, from that one apple comes many apples. So this stuff is multiplication. This is, you know, uh, Moore's Law. This is, you know, uh, Rule of 72. This is exponents. This is the snowball effect. And on top of that, it ensures almost pretty close that the wealth isn't going to get tricked off. It's not going to be squandered. Because those administering this estate understand jurisdiction, if anyone understand that they have to substantiate, know what the substance of the transaction of the trust, so on and so forth is. And can properly administer the estate after you're gone. We ain't we gone. We gone. We out of here. We're out of here. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. I do as much as I can every day. I ain't gonna lie. Some days I just chill. But it's you know it's kind of rare. But these things you know, are more for the next generation than the generation after that. Just as every generation has gotten better. Is that we have more access to the generation before us, good services, more tolerance, and you know society overall. And ain't so much redlining when it comes to mortgages, overtly, anymore. There's always going to be problems and issues, but you know overall things get better. Overall, your your the wealth of your state gets better. So the further generations down, you know, the more benefit they're receiving. And that's the way it's supposed to be. You can't, you can't be jealous. You can't be a jealous person of family and go private. And jump in the trustee training. It's not gonna work. You can't be a person who doesn't like pain, who doesn't like uh, adversity or challenge, because you're not gonna make it. You're gonna fall off, and you're gonna use a lot of excuses. And I've heard a lot of them. And you know, some. I would say like a very small percentage of people who do hit a hurdle actually have a valid reason in my opinion. And those are the people who you know, hit that hurdle and then come back. They get up and they come back. Might, they might disappear for a second, but they, they turn around and come right back. 
or the type of people that say, hey, so this is why I was gone versus the people that say, this, this is why I'm not there. This is why I can't, you know, present tense versus the people that say, this is why I was gone, past tense, when they come and correct. But it's not for everybody, man. It's definitely, definitely an exchange. It's definitely, you know, um, effort involved. But in my opinion, it's worth this way to go, like, it changed my life. It's to change, it changed the life of my family. You want to? You want a reason to get a passport if you don't have one? Go private. Even if you work a public job, it don't matter. You work a public job, it don't matter. Go private. You ain't got to. You ain't got to go for. You ain't got to tell them to stop withholding. You can update. Uh, what is it? The W man. I was get the W nine right. It's W four. W two, what's it? W W four, what's it? W four, W four. That's what they give so you can do file the taxes, right? W four, those are W. Whatever, man. You can update your withholding. How about that? There's a withholding form. I don't know it off the top of my head. And claim more dependents, so they withhold less from the check. And if you have a foundation. You know, as long as you keep in mind, like, I make this much a year, and 30% of this much is this much, and you stay under at or below 30%, and you put all of that money in your family's foundation account, just write a check, deposit it, And then, you know, what you don't put in your family foundation, you know, you go buy groceries, whatever. What you do put in your foundation, hey, that's a charitable donation. Now, if the family foundation offers that donation that it received as a loan to the family trust, and the family trust uses that to buy more groceries, hey, I don't know, hey, I, I don't know. That's, you know, hey, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a, you know, politician. <laughs> I'm not an attorney, I'm not a CPA. I do not give legal advice, man. I just ask questions. And I give forth scenarios that may or may not be, you know, uh, plausible. But I definitely am not attempting to waste anyone's time. But, you, hey. And then, like, okay, so, like, if I am the trustee of my family foundation, and I'm the trustee of my family trust, and my family foundation gives a loan to my family trust, but the family trust doesn't pay it back, what happens? Because I'm the trustee of both of them, so I would have to, because I'm the only one authorized, because I'm the trustee, I would have to, as trustee, bring an action against the other trust, the family trust, that I'm also the trustee of, because the public doesn't govern the entity, so the public can't do it, and it's a private entity, and loans don't get paid back all the time. And the only thing that can happen is if me as a trustee or maybe an untrustee in my family brought an action against the family trust, then why would I do that? Why would I do that? Huh. Whether or not the you know, my family trust pays the loan back, 
I still get a charitable deduction from donated to the family foundation. We got to think about these things at your fingertips, at your fingertips, like literally admin at welcome to the foundation.com. The stuff is that it's, it's the information age. There's never been access to this type of information so readily available ever in history. These things I'm talking about, I have specific and personal experience with. I don't know. That's pretty much all I got to say. What if you were having, what if I was having trouble paying my bills? Sir, ma'am, and um, you know, I ran across this guy, you know, so L, speaker, truth L, speaker, truth L. He seems like a nice guy. You know, he seems like a nice guy. So I hit him up, you know, and, uh, you know, I, what they say, went private. I uh, got, you know, my trust state, I got my ass protection trust, my family trust, my business trust. I got, you know, I got these trusts. I even opted for a private family foundation. Uh, legally, privately exchanged all my assets, my truck, my car, even my even my house. Let's say, you know, I still have mortgage, but I did a quick claim deed on it. And then after I did that, it happened to be the time when I started to not be able to make payments anymore. Then, you know, about six months later, I, you know, I filed for bankruptcy. What happens? What happens to the assets that I exchange into the trust? Well, that's a good question. But I want to answer that question by saying you were very smart to do that. Very smart. Let me quit playing. I'm going to go to the phone lines. 424-222-5250. You got a question, you got a comment, you know. Um, I know I was, you know, talking about pretty much three different topics as far as I'm concerned, but they, they all coincide. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. I can't see the switchboard. Cause I, mean, I can't even see if this call us. I apologize. Uh, this blog talk radio interface is quite interesting. So I can't see any callers. I can only see that I'm the host. I can't see any callers. So I guess I'm just going to have to wrap this up because I know we're streaming. If you get disconnected, you're not going to be able to get out back on the line. You're going to have to listen to the archive. But either way, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, bottom line is, you know, be very discerning of the people that you put your trust into. Be de- very discerning over, you know, the people who you let al- and allow to create and define concepts, theories, and definitions in your mind. Be very discerning with these things. 
and be very discerning with the people that you listen to. You, you give your mental real estate to. Because I don't, I don't want to see anyone in a position that could have really been, been avoided. Because it's tough to see. It's, it's, it's not impossible. But it's not easy either. To get in a proper position, to get, you know, to what we say, what we call go private. It's not a quick fix. It's not a you know a little sixteen sheet PDF you print off and follow the step by step instructions and I'm private. Um, technically, you could do that, but the enforcement of the private position is going to be lacking. That's why, you know, trustee training is important. That's why I offer trustee training. I don't really know anyone else besides myself and my ex-business partner that was offered trustee training. Even my mentor, I told him what I was doing with trustee training. He got really upset about the prices, but he then started offering his own trustee training to his clients. And, you know, hey, good for him. Nobody should be out here just selling trust, man. In, in, in a procedure here, here's how you get your 98 number. Here's your trust potential sign. This get this notarized. You're good. I'm the type of brother. Listen, you got a problem with the bank? You're at the bank. You have a problem. They don't like your trust indenture. They give you a problem. They want the grand tour and the, you know all this other stuff. Call me on my cell. Trustees have my cell number. You gotta ask the banker. Ask them. Hey, do you mind if you talk to you know? My consultant, he's the one that helped me set this structure up. Oh, no, I don't mind. I will get on the phone with the banker, and I will talk to the banker in your steed. I've done it many times for many trustees. I had a sister, oh, I'm going to be at the bank at 8 o'clock in the morning. I call you, is that too early? No, it was not too early. Call me. She called me. I woke up out my sleep. She was like, you sleep? I was like, uh, I was. You know, I, you sound, you got a funny voice when you just wake up. You ain't spoke yet for a while. For the whole day. You can tell when people sleep. I get up out my sleep, you know, to help you out. Talk you through the bank experience. Talk you through the INA experience. Talk you through getting a proper CPN. I'm sorry, CPA. <laughs> Certified public accountant. That's what I meant. talk you through, you know, getting all this stuff set up. Walk you through it. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If you're interested, you want to get in trusted training, would you like a consultation? You can just uh, set that up at welcome to the foundation.com or you can email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com, whatever, you know. Float your boat. But um, I do want to say, you know, now's the time. There's a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of people are calling for a reset, reset currencies, reset and all this other stuff. And, you know, revaluation, you know, there's going to be an opportunity. If you're sitting right, you're going to be able to pay off your mortgage. You're going to be able to, you know, get out of debt. You're going to be able to, you know, it's a wealth transfer. There's a wealth transfer coming. There's, there's a wealth transfer about every seven years. And we're overdue for one. And it's really, it's traditionally, predominantly a transfer of wealth from the private sector or from citizens to, you know, the public. 
sector. And then from there to back to the elite private sector. Those in the know. But those, you know, of us little guys and, uh, you know, little gals who are in the know, it's a a multi-generational, not just life-changing, but a multi-generational life-changing event. And it's about to happen. And if you're not properly structured, even if you get take advantage of it, you're not going to be able to keep what you earned because you're going to be exorbitantly taxed. That's how it happens. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just here to help. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. If not, that's cool. If you, you know, not's fine. Not's, not's cool. I can get down with not. I, I like, I like hearing no. Nah, because then I don't. Like, oh, there's no more question. Like, okay, well, moving on next. Appreciate it. I've heard way more no's than yeses. And no is almost as good as yes as far as I'm concerned because I know what not to invest my energy into or spend my energy on. So with that being said, I appreciate y'all. Make sure you check out admin. I'm sorry, welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Um, definitely hit me up. I want to congratulate the Jubilee winner, Lee Green. Lee Green uh, was official. I was able to verify it. Everything's good. Lee Green's going to be taking uh, advantage of trustees' trainings, going private. And appreciate the participation. Appreciate everyone's participation. Uh, yeah, Lee Green, one special shout out for the you know Foundation Jubilee winner. And you know, I'll definitely do one you know again soon. Whatever. Like I'm a terrible person, but I'm out of here, y'all. You know, I hope uh, you know. I trust that this was, you know, an educational and informational experience. Make sure you check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com for you know more information, more reading, social media, uh, donation, consultation, all that stuff. Take care of yourself. Invest in your private education, and know that you can do it. You know. Sometimes it's hard to believe in ourselves because we failed a lot. No, I failed a lot. But, you know, you're going to fail in order to succeed. You know, I mean, how many times did the inventor of the light bulb fail before, you know, he succeeded that one time? And that one time changed the world. Um, you know, leave with anything, I want to leave with you with good words as far as believing in yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Take care of the people around you. And smile, you know. Before you go to sleep, maintain things that you're um, thankful for. And uh, wake up tomorrow ready to tackle a new, new day with vigor and renewed spirit. I love y'all, man. I know y'all got this. I know you got this. I know you got this. And whatever I can do to help, I got your back. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Till next week, peace and blessings. I'll catch you next time here on the Foundation. Peace to the guys. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.